This session of Scanner School is sponsored by our new training course, An Introduction to SDR, or Software Defined Radios. Now this course is designed to walk you through the process of not only purchasing, but also installing an SDR, getting the accessories hooked up, and getting the software installed in your computer so you are ready to go without wasting time and getting you operational as soon as possible. We'll teach you how to not only set up the hardware, so you can get analog reception, but also P25, DMR, NXDN, and trunking, all, again, with simple-to-use hardware and your existing computer setup. So for more information about this introduction to SDR training, please visit our website at scannerschool.com courses. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. Welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. If this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, let me say welcome. Welcome to Scanner School. This podcast is here to teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. If you've been listening for a while, I want to say welcome back and thanks for joining us again. This session is about how to buy a scanner radio that's going to work for your area. Not which scanner model to buy, but just how to find the right one. This is more of a newbie topic. So for anybody who's just getting into the hobby or is looking to graduate from maybe listening from Broadcastify and getting your own equipment, or maybe you want to upgrade your equipment, uh, this is the right podcast for you. I see this question asked time and time again on websites like Radio Reference, also in forums online. There's plenty of scanner radio forums. In fact, we have our own at scannerschool.com slash Facebook group. And I wanted to kind of uh, take a few minutes here and address it. We'll go through things really quick here. And uh, hopefully this gets you on the right path to learning how to pick up the right scanner radio for you. Now, before we get there, I also want to remind you that I do have a uh, consulting call that uh, I give out. And you can win a free consulting call from me just by going to scannerschool.com ask. And if you use the voicemail number or a speak pipe link to submit your question, you'll be in a running for a free consulting call. Now, last month, Ty won the consulting call, and you'll actually hear that call next week on Scanner School. So take a, uh, take a listen to that next week when it comes out. But again, if you want to ask me a question, you go to scannerschool.com slash ask. You can also use the SpeakPipe link there or by calling us at 516-308-2885. Now, we also have a way for you to email us your question, but the consulting call contest is really open for those who submit their questions via verbally, uh, either the SpeakPipe or a voicemail number. So again, for that call, you can go to scannerschool.com slash ask, and the next Ask Scanner School will air the first week of August. So as I said in the intro, this is a question I see quite often, either on uh, Radio Reference or, or on uh, Facebook groups and those kinds of things. And I figured I would address it here. Now, again, this is not what scanner to buy. This is basically how to find the correct scanner for your location. If you're looking for the scanners to buy, again, these kind of change. Things come into and out of the market. Uh, my last one I did was the 2018 Holiday Buyer's Guide, which is found at scannerschool.com slash session 49. And the... 2019 version is scheduled to be released in session 99. So if you listen to this in the future after Thanksgiving of 2018, um, it looks like scannerschool.com slash session 99 will be your session for the 2019 buyer's guide. So one thing you have to look at, though, is what type of scanner are you looking for? Do you need one that does analog only? Do you need something that does at P25, NXDN, DMR? Maybe you need something that's pro voice. Or maybe due to local laws 
or even encryption, there's really nothing to listen to in your area. So the best source of information for this kind of research would just be to go to Radio Reference. You have forums, wiki, and the database all at Radio Reference at your disposal, and those three together will really help you uh, nail out what type of scanner would be best for your situation. Now, again, all the session notes are online at scannerschool.com slash session 83. So all the links we talk about here will be there. And I do plan on eventually creating a YouTube video on how to do this. So we'll also link to that YouTube video in the session notes. Once it becomes available, I haven't recorded that just yet, but this is definitely a topic I have on my YouTube timeline. So the first thing you want to do is you want to go to radioreference.com slash apps, that's A-P-P-S, slash D-B. So basically, it's applications and database. Again, radioreference.com slash apps slash DB. And you'll notice if you're in the United States, you'll see a nice little map of the U.S. on the left-hand side of the screen. If you're outside the United States, though, you still have options here. On the right-hand side, though, you'll see a drop-down list, and you can pick the country that you live in. And once you pick the country you live in, you'll be able to then look at the territory or um, you know the, the providence that it is that you live in. So again, we're going to talk from a U.S. base here uh, only because it's what I'm most familiar with. It's what I use all the time. Again, I have used other countries such as Australia and Canada to look up information. But for now, we're going to stick with just basically primarily for the U.S. as far as description goes. But you can still follow along basically when it comes to outside of the U.S. Again, for all my listeners that are in Canada, New Zealand, or uh, Australia, which I think are my top uh, three beyond the United States, a nice little shout out to all you guys who are uh, rounding out my top for downloads. So after you pick out your country, you're going to have two paths you can go down here. You can either go into where you're located, which again would be the uh, you know the county in the United States or the state and then the county in the U.S., or you can look at your nationwide frequencies. Now, when you dig into the nationwide frequencies, if you're interested in those, uh, you could you know again that'll kind of guide you into what type of scanner you might also need. Um, but again, just to get started quick and dirty, you may just want to look at your local stuff and then backtrack into the nationwide stuff to see if there's additional stuff in there you might be of interest or might be of interest to you. I think it's the right way to say that one. So again, for the most of us, and just to get started here, we're going to dig right down into what you can hear in your own backyard. So again, we're going to drill down in your area by picking the state or the territory or providence you live in. Once you're there, you'll take a look and uh, you'll, you'll go into uh, the statewide systems that are located on the right-hand side. So the statewide systems basically will be for the railroads, maybe state police, maybe a state park service, uh, some kind of aviation that covers the area and those kinds of things. So again, don't dismiss or go down the, the, the tier too quickly because again, you do have some nationwide frequencies when you first start off. As you drill down, you're going to see some uh, uh, statewide frequencies as well that you can go into. And then again, we're going to dive into the county, which again is basically the area that you would live into. Uh, again, maybe it's, it's considered the, um, the township or the parish too, depending on, you know, how you, how you break things up on radio reference. They go by County where I live, we talk County. So that's the way I'm also going to describe it going forward. So when you're in the County, you're going to basically find the County wide frequencies as a list. Uh, you may also find some municipalities and then you might things, see things broken down differently as well. Whereas you have businesses, amateur radio, maybe sometimes too, the fire departments are all broken down differently. Uh, again, in my neck of the woods, the way we have our county set up is that you have the county fire, then you have fires broken down by uh, crossband repeaters, then you have fire broken down by battalion or by division, depending on which county you are in. So each radio reference database is kind of structured the same, but also has some flexibility that works best for each area. So you 
I mean, the information is going to be there. It might be a little bit different from one place to the next, but the core information is all going to be the same, which we're going to talk about right now. So you have basically uh, a heading or a category, and you're going to have a description of that subcategory. Read those descriptions because those descriptions are very important. It can tell you that, you know, these frequencies here are uh, simulcast on the trunk system or all frequencies here will be moved over to the trunk system on such and such a date. Or especially where I live, we use the UTAC, the VTAC, or the, uh, the 800 IO frequencies. And those you can't put in the radio reference database if they're normalized in the national database. So on a couple of systems that I was uh, administrating, I would type in there, I would say that the tactical channels that are in use are UTAC, you know, this, that, and other thing. You can find a link to those in the nationwide system by clicking here. So that will allow us to keep the database clean, but also to point to where that information can be found. So that's very important to read the description in the database. So when we look at the chart of frequencies, we're going to notice a couple of columns that are there. So the first column you'll see is the receive frequency. And the default uh, view of this is to have the transmit frequency uh, hidden. And we really don't need to worry about the transmit frequency when it comes to scanning. Uh, you also will look at, you know, what, what the receive frequencies is basically what type of radio you're using. Will it pick up those receive frequencies, right? This is one of the very first things we're going to be noticing. If you're using like a cheap Chinese radio, like the Baofeng radios, they don't do low band. They don't do 800, 700. So if your frequencies are analog, but say 4610, guess what? 4610 can't go into a Baofeng radio. So you're going to look for something that will handle those frequencies. Uh, if you have an older radio, it doesn't do the UHFT band, right? That's beyond 500, uh, 470 megahertz. I have one of those in my garage, and I was pretty disappointed that, oh, oh, yeah, this one doesn't do the T-band, so I wasn't able to put my frequencies in there as well. Again, some of the older radios are limited because that's what was out there. That was, the, that was what was you know in use when those frequencies were manufactured, or those, those radios were manufactured. Uh, additionally, too, you may find out that um, you know you may be limited, though, on, on narrowband FM and standard FM, and we'll talk about that in one second. So, again, you have the frequencies, your first uh, column in play here. And then you also have the FCC licensing, which really don't have to look at too much at this point. It's basically just for our record or so we can click on that and then go to where to see where the tower locations are. But as far as buying a radio, we don't need to worry about the license themselves. But the license type is something you want to look at because the frequency can be labeled as a base, a mobile, a repeater, or a fixed. Now you can have two of these designations per frequency in the radio reference database. So you might see BM for both base and a mobile. You might see RM for a repeater and a mobile. You might just see an M, you might just see B, right? Now, again, if you see just a M, that means it's a mobile or a handheld radio that's using that frequency. Again, if you have a fire ground channel, it might just say M. Now, will you hear a fire ground channel on your scanner? Maybe, maybe not. But chances are, if it's an RM, you will. All right, and we could dig down this further down, but right now this is just basically how to find the radio itself. So again, frequencies and the type. Now, obviously, you want to look at the description. The description basically will tell you what the frequency is, and sometimes in parentheses it might tell you, uh, you know, encryption or or something like that. You might need to know there and in, in there. So the other thing you want to look at too is the. Um, the mode, right? The mode is going to tell you if it's FM, FM narrow, if it's telemetry, which again, we're not going to be able to monitor with anything um, unless you have something set up through your computer that has an application that can monitor that. Uh, you're going to see P25, DMR, NXDN in this field. If you see one of those, P25, DMR, NXDN, that means right away you have to look at something as a digital capable radio that can handle uh, the P25, DMR, NXDN. 
Chances are, though, if you see FM, FM narrow, or AM in that column, you're good with any off-the-shelf type of radio. Now, if you need a refresher on P25, you can take a listen to sessions number 15 and 16. If you need a refresher on NXDN, you can listen to sessions 43 and 44. And if you need a refresher on DMR, you can listen to sessions 55 and 56. Now, finally, the very last column in this frequency row, that is the type. Now, the type will be something like fire dispatch, we fire attack, it'll be law dispatch, etc., etc. But the one we want to look out for is deprecated. Deprecated basically means that the frequency is still in the radio reference database, but it's no longer in use. Normally, us admins will set it to deprecated only to kind of give it as a you know a last call. Like this frequency is no longer in use. If you still know it's in use, please submit to the radio reference database so that it's we know that's still in use. But it's kind of like a last minute chance to say, okay, this frequency is going away. It's possibly going to be deleted from the radio reference database because it's no longer in use. When you also see that, you may want to go, okay, let me look in the forums. Let me look on the trunking system to see if maybe this frequency has moved over to another location such as that. So again, if you see, uh, maybe you see like a bunch of analog FM narrow channels, but they're all deprecated. Uh, that's a good indication, you know, to make sure you double check at the header of that table. Make sure there's no notes for that system in there. And if there are, to go see what those notes say because, again, those might be going away. Okay, so now on to the trunking tables. Now, if we are in the county that we're looking at, if you scroll beyond where you have all the conventional channels, at the very bottom of the page, that's where you have all of your trunking. So what kind of systems could there be in your area? Well, if you see LTR Passport, you can stop right there. That system can't be monitored from a scanner. So uh, you know right away you can't go in there. But if you have something like EDAX, Motorola Type 1, Type 2, or LTR Standard, then any Type 3 trunk uh, tracker radio will work for you. And we'll put a little asterisk on this one because... If you see Pro Voice or you go into the EDAC system and you see digital, well, then you're going to need a Pro Voice type of scanner. Now, again, most EDAC systems that support Pro Voice, uh, the Pro Voice is an optional paid upgrade. Likewise, if you have a Motorola Type 2 system and you dig into there and you see any digital talk groups in there, and I'll tell you in a second how to find those, uh, you're going to need a P25, at least a P25 Phase 1 scanner in order to pick up those, uh, those uh, talk groups. Now, if you see DMR or NXDN as the trunk type, maybe if you see DMR Tier 3, you're going to also need to find a radio that handles DMR or NXDN. Now, again, like the Whistler TRX1, TRX2, they'll do DMR and NXDN out of the box. But if you have any Uniden scanner, DMR and NXDN are paid upgrades. So keep those in mind as well. Now, those paid upgrades are normally for the Phase 2 type of scanners as well. So digging into the trunk system, you crack one open, you take a look in there. And again, at the top of the page, you're going to see a bunch of frequencies. Those are your tower sites. Now, if you have a very small conventional system, you may only have one list of frequencies in there. But if you have a statewide system, you may have multiple transmitter sites per county, and that list can be very, very, very long. Now, eyeball it. See if you see anything in there that says simulcast, especially when it comes to the P25 systems. If you see simulcast, it might be an indicator that you can't use an older generation of uh, scanners, like the P25, the P2 series scanners, or the TRX1, TRX2. You'll need something with an IQ scanner, such as the SDS100 or the SDS200. Now, the best course of action here is to go into the forums for your state and just quiz them over there. Hey, I'm, I'm a brand new into scanning. Uh, I'm looking at buying a scanner, but I notice there's a bunch of simulcast sites on the system. Are you guys able to use any P25 scanner or should I invest in the SDS 100 or 200? Now, again, I understand that simulcast works best on those, 
but is simulcast, will these simulcast sites work well on the older type of scanners? That's all you have to ask, or maybe just look at the forms and find out. So again, I'll put that script into the show notes here so you can copy and paste it and ask your question that way as well. So as we are going through the frequencies and talk groups, right below that, you'll see the talk groups and the talk groups have several columns as well. You'll see the talk group itself in digital mode. You'll see it in hex mode. Why are you going to see it in digital and hex? Well, scanners use digital. Well, two-way radios, and again, we talked about the dangers of two-way radios in a previous episode. Uh, the two-way radios use hex for programming. You also see a mode, A for analog, D for digital, T for TDMA. Now, again, when you're looking at a Pro Voice, or I'm sorry, when you're looking at an EDAC system or a Merlot Type 2, most likely you can see A for analog, but you might see some D for digital. And that's how you tell if you have digital talk groups on those types of systems. Now, if you're on a P25 system, you're most likely going to see Ds. But if you see a couple of Ts in there, T for Tango or T for TDMA, that means you have Phase 2 on that system and you'll need a Phase 2 capable scanner. Now, one last thing you want to look at in that column is E. E stands for encryption. A capital E means full-time encryption. A lowercase e means partial encryption, meaning the encryption could be turned off and on as needed. So if you see a capital D, capital E as the mode, that means it's a digital encrypted talk group. TE, TDMA, encrypted talk group. All right. So that would be um, how you figure out what you would use as well. So just like conventional, we have our description, we have um, the alpha tag, but again, we also have the very last column in there, which is the type. And again, law attack, fire attack, fire dispatch, EMS dispatch, hospitals, schools, and deprecated. Again, deprecated means that it is no longer in use. Okay, so while we're also in the radio reference, whether it's conventional or the trunking systems, you also might notice at the very top right, you're gonna see four light blue boxes. And at the time of this recording, they are Discuss, Wiki, Watch, and Download. So if you want a shortcut to the forms for your state, you would just click on the Discuss icon, and that'll take you over to the forms. Likewise, if you click on the Wiki, that's going to take you to the Wiki page for that particular system. That could be good, could be bad. It could be nothing there. Nobody's ever populated a Wiki page for it. Or it could be chock full of information. So why don't you go ahead, too, and also click on that Wiki page and find out what else might be in there. Now, again... Wiki is also great for finding out more about a scanner radio you're looking for. So now you've done all this research, you know that the system you're looking for might have digital, might be P25, maybe it's just a Pro Voice system, or maybe you just have to worry about NXDN. You can actually go into the Radio Reference Wiki, look at the radios that are in there, and find out if the radio you're interested will meet all of the criteria. Does it cover NXDN or Pro Voice? Is there a paid upgrade path to get to there? Will it work on such frequency bands? So the Radio Reference Wiki is a great tool to find out, once you've done all your homework, if that radio will work there. So to summarize, you want to use the Radio Reference database to find out what type of modulation schemes and systems are in use in your immediate area. Be on the lookout for flags that mark digital modulation, such as NXDN, DMR, and P25. You also want to be on the lookout for flags that mark encryption, such as the capital or lowercase e, once you start looking in the trunk systems. Take a look at the trunk system at the very bottom of the county pages and enter each one of those to make sure there is no digital or encryption on those systems if you're expecting not to see either or. Again, for the analog systems such as EDAX and Motorola Type 2, if you see all A's on there, you're good to go. But if you see a D, you're going to need a P25 scanner or a scanner that's handling Pro Voice. 
Now, I also have a very great companion download that can go along with this topic. It's called The Five Things That You Need to Know Before Buying Your First or Next Scanner Radio. Now, I'm going to put a link to that download in the session notes as well on scannerschool.com slash session 83. So now before we split, I also want to thank our continued Patreon supporters, Scott Vorder, Stephen Sheffield, Signals Everywhere, Craig Harper, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, William Arcan, Dan Glenn Bryden, Anthony Saggio, Raymond Hill, James Felling, MT Bono, and Mark Beebe. You can help support Scanner School as a Patreon or any other method, such as buying uh, scanners from Scanner Master, software from Butel, or even if you shop at Amazon, you can help support us by going to scannerschool.com support. Now, don't forget, we need you to submit your questions for the very next Ask Scanner School. You can do so by going to scannerschool.com ask. And if you ask your question using our phone number or speak pipe, you will be in running for a free consulting call. Next week, we will have our consulting call from Ty, who won last month's Ask Scanner School. Now, all session notes will be on our line on our website at scannerschool.com slash session 83. Scanner School is copyright 2019 by Monitor Long Island Inc. My name is Phil Lichtenberger and this is Scanner School. We teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. We will catch you all again next week, 73.